Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cotchin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Penderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. We are now into the big half of the 50 most relevant. Number 24 today He's the current Adelaide Crows skipper, Rory Sloan. I almost said, Laird. Maybe that's a prophetic thing. No, let's be honest, it's not happening. Sloan Dog's going to be captain at that footy club for at least another year or two. Talking about that midfield crow, a regular on the coaches panel podcast in these 50 most relevant. It's the Rain Man. How are you, my friend? Uh, doing really well, MJ. Excited to talk about one of my favorite non-blues. Yeah, well, is he? Let's call him one of your boys. Um, because why not? Let's do that. 30 year old, the Adelaide Crows midfielder had a bit of a frustrating year, which is probably a phrase you could say for pretty much anything involved with the Adelaide Crows in the year 2020. But despite that, there are still some positive signs to come out of last season. His high score last year in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team was a non adjusted 78, so just shy of that adjusted ton in AFL Fantasy, while in Supercoach round one. Against the Sydney Swans was his ton for the year. His best score was a 123. Both those numbers are absolutely just fall in comparison to what his career highs are. 160 against the Brisbane Lions back in 2014 for AFL Fantasy, while a 180 against the Kangaroos in Supercoach back in 2013. He's priced at an average of 60.7 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. In that format of AFL Fantasy, it's of course the adjusted average where they multiply what they did in the year of 2020 by times 1.25. So it's around about that 75.8 marker. Super coach, 87.8 is what he's going to be averaged at. And he's priced in nicely for us. Just over 470K in that format. 580K in AFL Fantasy and $560,900 in Dream Team. And it was a tough year. Let's be honest. If you put yourself in the position of the Adelaide Crows, Rain Man, it was a tough year. And sometimes we go... We can never fully understand it. Thankfully, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber with this new docuo series, you're actually going to see behind the scenes of how difficult a year it was. And before we even talk about his year and the Crows year, what a fascinating insight for us as footy supporters to see life behind Nick Nat Cornelio, where we see how he gets dropped. And then from a Rory Sloan perspective, leading a club for your first time ever and for like a dozen weeks, you just can't get a win on the board. It's going to be fascinating for us to see that behind the scenes. Really can't wait to watch it, MJ. Um, as I said earlier, I'm a huge fan of Rory Sloan. And, and you know, coupled with that, Rory had some some personal tragedies the year prior as well. So, yeah. you know, I think there's a, a few big mental hurdles that I'm really keen to watch that documentary and try and understand, which I think, you know, as we're going to talk about, I think some of that goes into what actually played out uh, from his fantasy scoring last year. Well, multiple injuries frustrated him and caused him to be nowhere near his best. There was a, a poor run of games where pretty much in round two, he got a corky uh, in his quad, which once that game was, well, it was probably done by about quarter time, but certainly by three quarter time, uh, they decided to ice him out and send him out through the game. A couple of games later against Brisbane, he injures his ankle. Um, they're a little bit cautious with him. He's a little bit ginger and proppy. Then a fortnight later, he ends up fracturing his hand against the West Coast Eagles and pretty much isn't seen until the last four or five games. And even in the back half of the year, when he does start to play some more regular footy, he, he's still not 
really getting anywhere near his best in his final, you know, six or seven stretches of games after injuries, he's only averaging an adjusted score of 80 in AFL fantasy and 84 in super coach. And while those numbers aren't horrific, they're probably coaches might see that and go, okay, he's done. He's past his prime. But if you do look back and even just 12 months earlier, gosh, we've got a real potential value option here across all the formats, right, man? I think so. And and you talk around that lack of continuity and that, that obviously impacts thrown in with the craziness that, you know, 2020 was, even though the, the Crows, um, you know, hung around home probably a bit more than some of the other teams. I think that lack of continuity um, really impacted him when, you know, you've got to get up and running again. You've got to get those, those miles in the legs and even a hand injury or, you know, whatever it may be can affect that, that momentum moving forward. And as you've said, you know, Rory Sloan is an absolute fantasy jet and has been over the time. I think people write him off at their peril this year. Yeah, I think so. You look at that 2019 season, because again, sometimes you can go too deep into the history of these players that are at the back end of their career and try to justify, look, they're a 110 guy. And it's like, well, that was six years ago, mate. Let's use some more current data. But in 2019, he averaged 103 in Supercoach, 14 tons that season. Uh, and, and he had six of them over 120. While in AFL Fantasy, an average of 99. 13 tons, four of them over 120. But if you look specifically at the way at he started his year, and I'm keen in a moment, Rayman, to get your thoughts on what you think this start of the year kind of looks like. Because if he can replicate anything like what he did at the start of 2019, because that's what we needed at his price point. We need a strong start. We don't need a slow start. Then we're on the money. Because in 2019, between rounds one and 10, he averaged 115 in Supercoach and 112 in AFL Fantasy. If he can start the year, even within 10 points of that, we've got incredible value for money. What's your take? I know you love looking in fixtures and historical data of what players have got coming up. How do you think this start of the year is going to go for Rory Sloan? Yeah, I'm really buoyant around it, MJ. I think, um, you know, we're not sitting here thinking that Rory is going to be 110 plus this year. That's mm. that, that's not what I think we're aiming for. But what the role that he could play in your side this year as a really good stepping stone up to his buy or for the first eight to 10 rounds, I think is really important. I just did a bit of a dive back and I always look at uh, players and their bunny teams. And mm. Rory's got a few. And not necessarily that he starts with his bunny teams, but if you look at his first six opponents, they've got Geelong, Sydney, Gold Coast, North Freo, Hawthorne. Not a bad run, really, okay. uh, where, where we think some of those teams will land. Based on his averages of his last four games against all of those, he averages 122, 126, 112, 105, 127, 120 for, oh. a, for a 119 now, that's, that's a perfect world, everything going right. But you think in Supercoach in particular, this guy's priced, priced at 87. If he goes half, half of that, there's 20 points value in him at the start, which is what you need if you're going to bank on him. Yeah, and then you think about those other formats of AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, where he's in those formats still, again, priced incredibly cheaply for us. He's basically about 150K cheaper than a Patrick Cripps, for an example, who I know he's one of your boys in AFL fantasy. And it's like, well, you know, could they deliver similar sort of numbers over the opening four or five weeks? And if you think the answer is, well, they're within five points of each other. 
well, what can you do with that additional $150,000 if you're not sure on what a Tim Taranto might do or a teammate of, of him uh, that we talked about just the other day in Jackson Haitley of Rory Sloan for basically another 100000 more, you can go and get in AFL Fantasy you can get Rory Sloan. And do you think Sloan's going to maybe get 20 points more per game than Haley? I, I think that's a fairly safe assumption if Sloan's playing through the midfield. And, and so that becomes the thing that for me, I'm keen on, on your take is the Crow, the Crows are clearly in a rebuild mode. Um, I, I don't see them finishing bottom of the ladder. Maybe that's my supporter bias creeping through there. Who knows? But they have drafted a, a lot of mids over the last couple of years. Um, they have been quite one-dimensional through that midfield. Do you see Sloan drifting out of more and more midfield time as the year goes on? Or have you the belief that for the Crows to rebuild efficiently and quickly, he needs to lead through the middle? I think he's that kind of guy, MJ. He's a pretty proud guy. And so he'll he'll look at last year with, you know, with, with a little bit of, geez, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd like to drag the team through that. You, you mentioned Crips before, and I can't go a podcast without mentioning Crips. And there's similar guys in that they'll put the team on their back and just kind of charge through. Yeah. So I kind of see him doing that. You mentioned the kids that they've brought in, um, you know, Hately in particular, which, you, you know, you talked about the other day. And there, there's certainly probably a midfield role there for him. I can't see Rory really fitting the bill anywhere else to address yeah. the needs that they have. He's not going to run off half back. He's not going to be out on a wing. He's not going to be a pressure forward. He, he does what he does really well. And he's going to lead from the front to show some of the kids and with Crouch out and, you know, Matty Crouch having a better back half of the year, Rory Laird coming through, Haitley coming through, whatever they do in that midfield mix, surely Sloan is a cornerstone of that. Yeah. I'm I'm hundred percent with you. I can't see an Adelaide Crows midfield that goes so young that they deliberately push out these stars. Yes. They want to get games into peddler. Yes. They want Jones, Schoenberg, even McHenry. They'd love to see McAdam get a game or two, you know, maybe a rotation or two through there. I, I just don't see a world where if Adelaide do bounce back up the ladder over the next year to two years, that Rory Sloan. And while we're talking about it, Crouch and Laird aren't the core three. And these other guys, at least in 2021, are building in and around that. And he's teaching them those elite defensive habits, those elite contested ball winning habits. So look, for me, I've got no question mark about role. It's all about, can he get through those initial eight games through the year to deliver? And then we have an interesting dilemma on our hands, Rain Man. Do we jump early before his multi-buy round, say round six, seven, and eight, do we hold him until that round 14 multi-buy round where we're quite full and heavy with dense premiums across all lines? Or do we keep him as a low M8 option for the year? Where do you think the year's going to go for Sloan? Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough conversation to have and it probably uh, plays to how aggressive you want to be through the rounds. Yeah. Um, you know, at a, a end of the year, if you're, you've got Rory Sloan at M9, I think that's not a bad place to be. Yeah. His, his body is, is the concern, obviously, with some of those injuries he picked up last year and some of those aren't necessarily, you know, they're probably more fluky injuries than, than anything else. But when you're kind of banking on a 31-year-old to go all the way through the year in the way that he plays that could be a tough ask. So if I was taking him, which I'm very much considering, particularly in super coach, yeah. uh, if I was taking him, I'd run him up to about round seven, round eight, if I can. And if it all goes out the plan, I jump on somebody that's fallen then. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think in AFL fantasy, again, there's just no real risk for you at that point. With the use them or lose them trades every single week, if he's playing through the midfield, which I, I don't see a world where he doesn't, 
He's not going to hurt you. And again, you maybe you set a benchmark of, okay, he needs to be averaging 95 over the first four or five weeks. And if he doesn't, you flip him over to the Jai Simpkin type guy that's popped across or someone might get an injury and a lot, you know, gets the Canelio donut and you can go and pick them up. Unfortunately cheap. So for me in those two formats, I just think there's huge return in investment. Dream team, again, he's an option for you there if he fits that buy structure. So look, he's a starting squad guy. He's not an upgrade target. Um, and then let the year dictate to you what you do. Is he an early upgrade? Is he run to the buy? Or do you hold him for the year? You'll have the information to make that decision as the season goes on. But where he goes, Rayman, in drafts, wow, this interests me. I know you're a big drafts fan, both the single season and the keeper leagues. Where does he go? Because I feel like he could go anywhere from like a real bullish Crows fan, just wants to own him and, and probably jumps way too early at M3, and that is too early. And then I see leagues where he goes m6 or m7 because people are drafting off previous seasons averages where, where do you reckon is about that sweet spot for picking up rory sloan yeah recency bias is going to come in like it always does so yeah. you know so some of these kids that are really starting to pop and certainly ones that i know we're all big fans of the cheras and the brayshaws and um you know needless to say the rouse and the walshes and all of these guys they're clearly going to go ahead of him yeah. and he's going to he's going to slide on these boards i reckon if you if you're playing in a world where you can pick Sloney up at M5, oh, yeah. I reckon you're licking your lips with that. And, and and I realistically think that's about where he'll be because I think there's, you know, there are going to be people that just don't want to trust him. They People get quite ageist when it comes to drafts yeah. and, hey, he's, he's the wrong side of 30, so I'm going to let him slide and let him be someone else's worry. But I would be uh, very happy to see him you know, in, in the late rounds, uh, when I say late, kind of right around 9, 10, 11, yeah. 12, somewhere about there, depending, again, how you structure. We caveat that every time. Yep. Um, but if you could pick him up, I think M4 is probably a bit a bit light for oh, him. Great. I reckon M5 is about his miracle spot. If you can get him there or any later, I reckon you've had a happy draft day. You, you would be loving life. And again, if you aren't worried about the injuries, like you talk about making picks that, you know, reinforce and protect other picks, well, then draft an extra midfielder deeper than you might normally do that. If you're drafting with some concerns about a player's injury, protect the pick with another pick is always the encouragement yep. of what we give you to do. So I like that, man. If he's sitting there in round 9, 10, 11, and I'm looking for my fifth midfielder, I'm thinking, hello, I could have landed myself not just a top 50 midfielder, but a guy that's got the potential to push into that top 30 and certainly Give that 100 average a real hot shake right across the formats. Hey, mate, appreciate your work today as we've talked about Rory Sloan. Great to chat, MJ. If you want to go and read the article, it's online now for you at coachespanel.tv. With that and all the other players revealed so far in the 50 most relevant, there's links while you're there to join our Patreon supporter group, which is where you can get these episodes 24 hours ahead of the pack. There's exclusive other content, cash prizes, and a bunch of other stuff that you just don't get from the Coaches Panel anywhere else. Certainly encourage you to check that out, as well as making sure you keep streaming, subscribing, liking all the podcasts that you're getting every single day, a new episode episode of the 50 most relevant all right tomorrow we hit 23 i'm a big fan of this one such a fan that i think i have to start him not just mine like i have to start him who is it i'll tell you about him tomorrow